Take out your Bible, turn to James chapter number one. We'll be James chapter number one, we'll be in verse number one, we'll go through verse number five. Everybody laughed at me one time, I said I was going to keep it short and sweet like a donkey trot. Well, tonight I'm going to keep it real quick like a hiccup, all right? So we'll go ahead and, and get going. James chapter number one, and we'll go through here a little while. Read this. James chapter number one says this. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting, saying, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you like wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given to him." I want to pray, and then I want to give you a quick message on uh, how to deal with problems. What are problems uh, in our life? What they're for? How we can take problems in our life and help uh, help to help us to work in our lives? So I want to pray, and then we'll jump right into this. Dear Lord, we thank you, God, that we can come tonight, uh, Lord, and open your Word and study, uh, God, what it is that you have for us. Uh, Lord, I ask that you'd please help us to have a good night tonight in your house. We love you. We thank you for everything you've done in your name. Amen. I want you to look to your neighbor right now, look him in the face, as serious as you can be, just as serious as you can be, even if you can handle it, I know they're ugly, just look at them as best, and say to them, I've got a lot of problems, just tell them, I've got problems, I've got problems, some of you, we all know that you have problems, uh, you have some serious problems, but uh, I want to I get into this and, and go through a few things, um, in life, we all have problems. Uh, everything, every day, there is some situation, there is something, something's going on in your life, and we've all had problems. If you've never had a problem in your life, you are, uh, I don't even know what, because it's not even true. You've got problems. Everybody's got problems. And it seems like the, the longer you go through life, your problems, um, they may not be as many sometimes, but they may be bigger I remember being younger, and everybody in here can remember a long time ago when you were young, and uh, go through and think about how, I know, I got you, I got you all some of that. Uh, you can remember when, when you were younger, and the biggest problems of your day were, you know, so minute. I remember when I, you know, being, being you know, uh, under 10 years old and thinking, man, my biggest problem of the day is going to be whether or not I'm going to get to eat, where I'm going to eat, how much I'm going to eat, and sometimes now that's still my biggest problem, like what I'm going to eat. Uh, I, I enjoy that, but your problems are so small when you're, when you're younger. Uh, they're not a big deal, you know, wanting to stay up late. That's a problem. I want to stay up till 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, you know, and we go through all kinds of problems that as you get older, uh, the problems may not be as like that, but they become bigger, uh, more problems. Uh, things come into our life that we don't understand. A curveball is thrown our way that we don't know how to handle, and, and different situations and different things come into our life, and so as we're going through Tonight, I want you to kind of think about in your life, maybe there's been bigger problems in your life that you can think about, wow, that's a big deal. I can remember some different things that are going through or, or whatever specific problems, some may be bigger in your mind that are more prevalent that you think about, whatever they may be. And I've always wondered why we have problems. Why do things come into our life, especially those that are following Christ, especially those that are trying to live and do right and, and be obedient to the cause of Christ? 
Uh, why is it that we have problems? Why is it that when you know, everything's going good, everything's going fine, that a problem pops into our life or some situation arises and we don't know how to handle it? And we're sitting here thinking, man, I'm doing everything right. I'm, I'm following God. I'm involved in this. I'm, you know, everything's going th- smooth. And then uh, you know, a problem comes into our life. So we see here that James starts out here with a, with a, with a bang and we just read what he's saying. He said, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this is the trying of your faith worketh patience. I'm thinking, man, count it all joy when problems come into my life. I don't know about you, but when problems happen, I don't get excited. Uh, I don't like problems in my life. Anybody get excited about problems in their life? Okay, no, exactly. Nobody likes problems. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't matter what they are. So James starts out by saying, listen, you're going to have problems in your life. Don't worry, be happy. Just get, it's all right, man. You know, we had one of those little, uh, anybody had those little fish on the wall that used to sing that song, Don't Worry, Be Happy? Just me? Okay, I'm from the South. It's all right. We had a little fish, you press the button and it would say, Don't worry, be happy. Okay, and it go through, and it go through that whole thing. And here James is saying, listen, don't worry, you got problems, things are going to come into your life, stuff's going to go on, but you have to be happy. How can you be happy when problems come into your life? How can you count it joy when bad situations and things happen in your life. This word in this, in this passage, knowing, uh, is a Greek word to know absolutely, uh, to, to know that everything in this scripture, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. James tells us we can be happy, we can count it all joy because we know something, because we know someone. We know that the testing of our, our, of our faith produces patience. We see here that our attitude in this scripture, attitude is a product of our understanding of what goes on. We all go back to the, go back to the, the Old Testament of Job. Uh, Job is a story that blows my mind. I, I don't ever understand. I look at the story of Job and I get so like frustrated. Like how can you be okay with everything that is going on in your life? How can you be okay with everything that's happening? And we see here that Job looked beyond his problems and saw the providence of God. Looked beyond the thing and said, why is God doing this in my life? Why is God allowing this situation in my life? Why am I going through all these things? He looked beyond that. And so we have to do the same thing. We have to see our problems are here and look beyond our problems and see what God is trying to teach us through them. Now, that's not easy. It's, a lot, it's really easy for me to get up here and just say that to you. All right, everybody. Well, you're going to have problems in your life. I feel like Joel Osteen. That was hilarious. All right, everybody. It's going to be okay. Just keep smiling and giving me money. It'll be all right. You're going to have problems come into your life. It's not going to be okay. It's not just going to be a, a walk through the daisies or, or whatever the saying is. It's not going to be something that's simple. There's going to be things that are happening in your life that you're not going to like, and situations are going to happen, and we have to understand why they're there. Rejoicing over problems is not just some positive thinking in our head when everything's going wrong. Just act like it's not there. Like, oh, you know, okay, it's no big deal. You know, my house just burnt down and my car blew up and my dog left me. It sounds like a country song. And we go through and everything's going on and, and stuff's happening. Oh, it's all right. It's okay. No big deal. I'm just going to act like it's not even there. No. There's a purpose for problems. We can rejoice over our problems because we understand and know that God is able to make something good come out of something bad. He can take our bad situations and turn them around. James wrote that. Uh, we go back to that scripture with me. James, the servant of God, Lord Jesus Christ, to them 12 tribes scattered abroad, greeting, my brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire and wanting nothing. So I'm going to give you a few things. These are not uh, 
hard to understand or write down. I teach the teenagers, so I have to speak on a level down here. Shout out to my crew over here. I have to give them really easy things to understand. So here we go. Number one, problems are going to happen. Very easy. Problems are going to happen. Notice in verse 2, it does not say if. There's no if there. There's no if in that. It says, my brethren, count it all joy when. So that, that thing, right, that, that word right there is, is a big deal. It doesn't say if you ever have problems in your life because we're all going to have problems. But it says when we fall, which meaning we are going to have problems. And you, there's going to be things that come into our life. They are going to happen. They are in, in, inevitable It's going to happen. You're going to have problems. If you don't have problems, you're not human. We just talked about all that. Problems are a fact of life. Problems happen when we don't expect them. Things happen in our life when we're not wanting them to go on. A lot of times people think, well, I'm following God. I'm doing right. I'm trusting in God. I'm a Christian. I'm a believer in Christ. You know, God's not going to give any problems to me. Yeah, right. Everybody thinks, you know, I'm I'm going to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and all my problems are going to disappear. No more problems. Read this with me in Acts, chapter number 14, verse 22. Confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in their faith right here, and that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. There's going to be problems. There's going to be things that come into our life. Anyone basically saying, anyone signing up for the kingdom of God is going to go through plenty of hard times. How many of you have had plenty of hard times in your life? Raise your hand. Yeah, that's all of us. We've had hard times come into our life. Whatever situation, whatever circumstance it was, There's been hard times. You can wish, you can dream, you can hope that things are going to disappear and things are going to happen. You can just sweep them under the rug, but it's not going to be like that. There's going to be problems. No one is immune to problems. Number two, you don't know when problems are going to happen. Sometimes I think that it might be a little easier sometimes to deal with problems if we knew when they were going to happen. Like you could like schedule them out like in your week. You'd be like, okay, so next week, you know, my engine's going to blow up in my car, so let's, like, save up money now, and everything's going to be good. You know, don't you wish it worked that way? Or, or you know, hey, hey this is going to happen. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to mess something up, or this is going to go on, and I'm going to schedule it out of my time. I'm going to take a week off of work right here, and then that way I can deal with everything. No, it doesn't work that way. Problems are going to happen, and you never know when they're going to happen. A uh, second word that we have to look in here in the text is that uh, diverse or various temptations. James tells us we're going to fall into various trials. Uh, That word literally means uncertain or unexpected. Problems are not planned. We seldom can anticipate the problems that come into our life. We don't know that uh, when they're going to happen. We don't plan for a loved one to pass away. We don't plan to get cancer. We don't plan for this to happen. We don't care to uh, plan to to lose our job. We don't plan to to go through a divorce. We don't plan to go through all these different things, these crises in our life, but they happen, and they're usually unexpected or when we least expect them. We don't have, we don't, or we don't plan to have problems, and that's why they're called problems. We don't plan to go through tough times in life. We don't plan to have to deal with these different situations. But in life, we have to understand that they're there for a reason. I'm going to get to that later, but they're going to happen. I'm going to go through these, and I'm going to hit the last one for a long time. Number three, problems come in all kinds of various uh, varieties. I love like chocolate-covered problems and like vanilla problems and like strawberry problems. They're like different flavors, just whatever one you want, just pick and choose. But they're all going to be a problem. They're all going to be bad. They're all going to be a different shape. They're all going to be a different size. You don't get bored with problems. Sometimes problems come in your life and you're like, man, that's, that's okay. A little easy problem right there. You know, it's maybe like a root canal or something, you know. 
Then next week, your car blows up, your house burns down, everything goes wrong, you know? And they're like, what's going on? I'm doing good. And it always seems to like, you know, you pray and ask God, Lord, uh, give me patience. Whew. You want to pray for that, man. You better be right. You better get going. But you say, Lord, I'm, I need a, you know, I'm, I'm following you. I'm trusting you. And you're doing everything right. And it seems like this, maybe in my own life, maybe if, if this is you, you can, you know, wave at me or something, throw something at me. You, you're doing right and you're, you're, you're reading your Bible and you're having devotions and you're involved in church and everything's going smooth and you're involved in a ministry and everything's just going great. And you're living life like way high on the mountain. Everything's going good. And then next thing you know, something bad happens. Anybody had that happen before? Just me? Okay. Everybody? All right. Shake your head, throw it, grunt, do something. All right. Sunday night. Let's get alive. Here we go. Hey, there you go. Here we go. Y'all, y'all give me some energy and I'll preach shorter, okay? Just kidding. <laughs> Everything's going good. Everything's going right. Something comes into our life. And what is our first thing that we do? It's the first thing that we say. What's the first thing that happens? God, why did you do this to me? God, why did you have to let this happen to me? God, why did you allow this to happen in my life? God, why is this going on for me? I'm doing all these things right. And sometimes you have to think in a, in a reverse way of thinking. Maybe God is doing this to you to help you. Maybe God is giving this to, for, to you right now because you are doing those things right and because he's trying to show you something and because he's trying to teach you something because he's trying to help you, like this verse says, help you in our lives. We have to go through and understand that they're going to be a variety of things that go on. None of them are going to be the same. And then here's what I want to get to, and we'll be here for a little while. Problems in our life are there for a reason. They have a purpose, okay? Pain can be productive. Suffering can accomplish things, right? And I don't do this very often. You can tell that by looking at me, but uh, working out... (laughs) I like it. I like to think about it, you know, sometimes. It's awesome to think about. I don't like pain. I'm not, I don't like it when my legs burn. I don't like it when my, when my lung hurts, when the side starts burning. I don't like that feeling. It's not a fun feeling. But if you want to accomplish a goal, if you want to accomplish something in your life of, of, that, uh, of that capability, of that, of that size, doing that, there's going to have to be some pain involved. Kayla asked me this afternoon, we were watching uh, basketball on, the, on TV, and she asked me, she said, do you ever miss playing basketball? I played basketball in high school and went on, did all kinds of stuff, whatever. And uh, I remember, I st- she asked me that, and I said, eh, not really. Don't miss it. Bad knees, bad ankles, always pop. Dave makes fun of me all the time because my body's falling apart. I'm 25 years old. I'm going to be in a wheelchair at like 30. Can't walk, can't move. It's terrible. And uh, she said, do you ever miss it? And I began to automatically think like this, this horrible feeling like the kid that's been beat his whole life. I mean, to think about our practices, playing basketball. Anybody ever play basketball in high school, sports, football? Okay, just go with me with this. First practice, you come off the summer, everything's good. You've eaten all the, all, you know, all uh, going crazy. The teenagers eat, 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 go crazy. And you could go basketball season and lose it real quick, you know. Well, I come the first basketball practice, we'd get out there, and, you know, the coach would be, like, real nice. You know, guys, we're going to have a great year this year. And then he turns into, like, Satan's offspring, you know. Like, we're just going to run and throw up. I can't tell you how many times running I've thrown up all over the place just so I could get out of running some more. Like, just try to make myself gag, you know. <laughs> but we would go, and he would say, all right, let's all line up the baseline. 
And then he would blow his whistle, and the clock, I would hate it, I'd look up at the clock, and it would say 20 minutes. And that meant that we were going to run our guts off for 20 minutes. That's what it was going to be. And run, and run, and run, and run, and run, and run, and do different drills, and run backwards, and run forwards, and run sideways, and, and, and just do everything. We'd run suicides all day. They're called suicides. That's what the name of it. That was the name of the drill, suicide. So you knew it was not going to be any fun. So we're running and running and running and running and running and running. And then by the time our first game comes around, he's doing all this, doing all this stuff to help us, to make us get in shape so that when we come to game time, we're not holding our side and we're not sucking wind and we're not throwing up and we're not getting sick so that we can go do this thing. But there's going to be some pain in that, right? There's going to have to be some hard work. There's going to have to be a little bit of suffering to go through to get there. There's a purpose. He was trying to get us in shape. There was a purpose for doing those things. It can be productive. It accomplishes things. Problems can have positive effects on your life. Here's the first one that I thought. It can strengthen your faith. It can strengthen your faith of God. What do you do when a problem comes in your life? What's the first thing that you turn to? Who? What? God, that's, the, that's the, our automatic response that we should be doing. God, there's a problem. I know you've allowed it. Nothing has caught you off guard. Everything is there for a reason. You're allowing these things in my life to help me. God's not up there trying to like wish, do, do bad things to you just so he can sit up there and you know, laugh at you. It's not what God is trying to do. He's putting these things in your life to help you, to strengthen you, to go through. Uh, James uses the word testing, trying, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. The testing of your faith, it, it produces patience is what that is saying. We are tested like gold and silver so that we can become pure. They go through the whole process of, of gold and silver, purifying that, heating it up, taking the dross off the top, going through and, and getting all the impurities out. The pressures of life are there to, to build our character. Your faith develops when things don't go as planned. If we just had a life and it was all just good and everything was good, what, you know, that would be nice, I guess, sort of, kind of, maybe. But God is doing these things in your life to help you or to maybe help somebody else. I've never understood, you know, when, when somebody passes away or there's a, there's a death, you know, God allows that to happen. I don't understand. I don't know why. I never have an answer. But I know that God allows those things to come into our life to help us so that we can help other people, so that we can further his kingdom. This faith develops you helps you. It helps you strengthen your life. Your walk with God grows deeper when you have to lean on him when everything goes wrong. When everything in life goes wrong, maybe it's God wanting us to come back. You hear the story in the New Testament of when the sheep would run away, the shepherd would break their legs. That's not enjoyable. Nobody, I'm sure he didn't enjoy breaking his sheep's leg. I'm sure the shepherd didn't enjoy doing that. But he did it to help them. He did it to keep them close. He did it to, so they would draw near to be close to him so they could be produced in patience here. So we see that helps strengthen our faith. It also, uh, problems can help, help you produce patience. It says uh, in there, the testing or the trying of your faith produces, faith, worketh patience. James is talking about a long-term effect on your character. This is not a short-term attitude. It's a long-lasting attitude that goes on patience and, and faith and trusting in God and believing in God. It's not just something that you're going to get overnight and be like, okay, got it, God, let's move on to the next thing. Complete. No. It doesn't work that way. This word uh, literally means the ability to stay even under pressure. The ability to be immovable under pressure. I don't like pressure can't stand that. I've given you some, I think last time I spoke, we talked about pressure and being under pressure and sports and being under pressure in different you know, various things. 
That's your job to produce something. I don't like pressure. I hate it when I go to the doctor. I mean, this is the worst thing ever. Doctor says, there's going to be, all right, you're going to feel a little pressure. You know what that means, right? You're like, you know, you might as well be dead, you know? All right, we're gonna, you're going to feel a little pressure in your mouth. You know, I'm going to put a little pressure on your leg, you know, whatever it is. You just want to like yell and scream like, yo, a little pressure. Good night, man. Might as well kill me. We go through and it says, we're going to feel a little pressure on this. We go through and I don't, I don't like that. I don't like being put under pressure. But God has put problems, given things in our life, as much as we don't like to, to think about this, God lets problems happen to us to help us. Not for, not for some mean reason. A lot of times people think that God hates them because he puts problems in our life. No. It's not why God does that. He does that to help us, to develop us, to build our character. Think in your life right now where you're at. How does God teach you patience? How does God develop faith in your life? What situation has gone on recently in your life that you could look and say, okay, maybe this is God trying to teach me something. Okay, maybe this is God trying to, you know, help me in a situation. Maybe God is trying to do this to, to help further me, to make me better. We see that God doesn't teach us patience by everything, you know, going our way. Everything just, you know, whatever. I'm reminded of like, you know, a little kid in the grocery store going down at Walmart. Parents are like giving them everything. They cry. They give them something. All right, stop crying. They learn that, you know, real quick. It doesn't, it doesn't, work, it doesn't work that way. It's not like, okay, God, stop, you know. I mean, he just let the problems go away. It doesn't work. He lets those things come into our life to help us, to teach us patience. Another effect that it has, problems help develop our character. James said in verse 4, But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Here's a very important truth. God is more interested in your character than he is in, than he is in your comfort. God is more interested in your character than he is in your comfort. God has a long-range goal for your life. His ultimate purpose in your life is your spiritual maturity, your, your maturity in your, in your Christian life. God's number one purpose, here we go, ready? God's number one purpose in your life is to make you more like Jesus. It's to make you more like Jesus. Whatever it's going to take, whatever it's going to go, whatever's going to happen, is to make you more like Jesus. Uh, we show a video in, in the youth group. It's called uh, God's Chisel. And the guy is standing there, and he's going through, and he's looking at the, at the mirror, and he's going through, and he says, all right, God, uh, you know, make me like you. And, God, and you know, it's, it's a little skit going on. And these guys come out, and he begins taking his chisel, knocking things off, of, off the guy, you know, just so to speak, like he's chiseling off. And going through and doing these things, and the guy's like, man, that hurts. Ow, ow, stop, God, ow, that hurts. And going through these things, and he says, you know, I want you, when you look in the mirror, I want you to see me, not you. When you look in the mirror, you ought to be able to see Jesus and, and not ourselves. So in order for that to happen, there's going to have to be things that we go through. In order for that to happen, there's going to have to be problems that come into our life. And we're going to have to go through and figure out and say, God, I know you're allowing this for a reason. God, I know you're allowing this for a purpose. And so ultimately, God, I want to be like you. And so whatever it takes, God... Let it happen, because I want to be like you. Lord Jesus, whatever it's going to take in my life, whatever you've got to do to make me more like you, God, let it happen. Through circumstances of life, we are to become more like Christ. We know what Romans 8.28 says. All things work together for those who love God. Those who are called according to his purpose. God wants us to become like Christ. That is God's goal for your life. Christian means little Christ, follower of Jesus, someone who is sold out to following God. 
A lot of times we want things in life, we want to go through or have things in life without having to go through any of the pain or any of the pressure. And Pastor Joe was here, he always talked about, you know, having, a, you know, having abs, he's always talked about. If you ever around Pastor Joe, that's what his goal was to do, is have, you know, six pack, six pack. And like, you know you have to stop eating Oreos to get that, bro, right? We always make fun of him, wouldn't we? Always make fun, Joe, you can't, you can't. You can't keep eating that way if you're, okay, no, it's going to be okay. You can't go through and, and expect things to happen and not have to go through some stuff. You can't expect life to just be okay and everything, you want everything to work out and you want to be super Christian and, and have, the best, have the best faith and have the best patience and be the best Sunday school teacher and be the best this and be the best mom and be the best dad without problems coming into your life. It'll never happen. There's always going to have to be some kind of pain. There's always going to have to be some kind of purpose to grow you. To help you. So here's some things that we can uh, take, and this will I'll be done. Take with us this week. Uh, three keys to handling problems. Number one, rejoice. It's weird, I know. Rejoice. Let's jump to the scripture. James 1, 2. Count it all what? Joy. Count it all joy when, when you got problems. Count it all joy when problems come into your life. Now, again, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. It's not just put on a happy face and act like everything's okay. It's, it's not that. It's not like acting just like no problems have happened and that, you know, your life is perfect and you're the best person ever. It's not, it's not like that. It's not what James is saying. Count it all joy. Don't just put on a happy face no matter what happens to you. That's not what's going on. Bad stuff still happens to good people and bad stuff is still bad stuff. Right? Bad things are still bad. It's not, it's not, there's no way to get around it. So what do we do? We rejoice. We don't rejoice because the problem that's in our life. We don't rejoice because of, of it happening, but we rejoice what? In the problem. We rejoice in the problem. We don't need to thank God for the situation. Dear Lord, I'm so thankful that you allowed, you know, all these bad things to happen in my life. Thank you, God. No. That's not what he's saying. Thanking God for bad things happening. That's not what he's saying here. But we can thank God for the fact that what? He is in us. He is with us when we are in a trial. I often, uh, we'll go through, and I, I've done a, only done a few, been a part of a few funerals where um, the people that, that passed away were not saved. And I, I think I might have told the guys this before. I go to a funeral where you know the person 100% without a shadow of a doubt. They, they asked Jesus Christ into your life, uh, into their life. They knew that when they died, they were going to heaven. They knew 100% hands down. And a lot of times those funerals are a little easier. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't mean, mean this to, you know, upset anybody, but sometimes because you, you know where that person is. The, the family, though they are sad, they understand where that person is and they know everything that's going on and, and they're okay. But I've been a part of a couple of funerals where the people in there were lost as a goose in a hailstorm. They had no idea what, what was going on. They were just lost. And people just, people lose their minds. I've seen both spectrum. I've, I've, I've looked at it and said, listen, you know, when, when there has been a situation where the person was not saved, the people that were there were not saved. And I don't know how people get through problems without Jesus Christ. That's my whole what I'm trying to say. You can't get through problems without Jesus. You can't get through situations without Jesus. There's no way. It'll never happen. You'll be more miserable, you'll be more upset, but we can rest assured in the fact that when we go through a trial, when we go through something in our life that is tough, a tough situation, that we have the Lord with us. 
Why would we thank God for evil? Why would I thank God for cancer? Why would I thank God for an accident? Why would I thank him for war? Why would I thank him for all the bad stuff that happens to me? No, that's silly. That's not what he's, that's not what he's saying here. I don't have to thank him for the bad stuff, but I can always thank him that he is with me when those things happen in life. Number two, way to handling problems. This is a big one. Here we go. Ready? Number, number two, pray. Rejoice and pray. Pray all the times. Pray when everything's going good. Pray when everything's going bad. When you have problems, that is the best time to pray. And I always, I always look at that and say, why do we try to go on everything else but what God has told us to do when problems come into our life? Why do we always try to find, find help in everything else in the world? And why do we always try to find help in everything else that goes on in our life except for the things that God has told us to do? Pray. In the middle of problems, we ought to seek and ask God to help us and pray for wisdom in James 1.5, going through, it says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. How do we ask God for things? Praying. Praying and asking God to give to us, help us through this situation, give us the strength that we need to go through these things. There's no situation in life that you cannot learn from. There's no situation and thing and trial or anything that's going to happen in your life that you cannot uh, take advice from and, and gain from. Pray to God for wisdom in whatever situation you find yourself Asking God to help us to be with us and, and go through. You might, some people will start off, we start to start a new year. We're going through this year. I don't know what problems are going to happen. You might have some problems right around the corner. There might be some things that are going on. And you're going to have to take these things and, and rejoice and ask God to help you. And, and God be with us and pray and ask him to be with us in these situations. And give us the, the strength to understand what is going on. Number three, we have to trust We have to trust God that he can take all of our situations and all of our problems and turn it out for our best. If you rely on him, if you put all your strength and trust in him, which is a lot of times why I think problems come into our life because I think we sometimes get away from God. We're like that sheep that kind of starts straying from the flock and starts kind of doing our own thing. God has to bring us back in. And he has to allow some things to happen. And a lot of times I try to think and say, man, what can I do today for God not to have to break my leg? I know it's kind of silly, but I think about that. What, what, what each and every day that goes on, goes by, God, I want to be so close to you. I don't want to be that sheep. I don't want to be that one that you have to let some situation come into my life to, to, for me to get back on track. I don't want something to, to go on, you know, a, a situation like that. I don't want that to happen to me. Trust, having faith, believing that God is bigger than our problems, believing that he is stronger than your circumstances, believing that he has everything under control. Hebrews eleven six says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So we see that we have to rejoice that God is bigger than our problems. We have to rejoice that we have someone to go through life with. Life is going to happen. Things are going to happen. Situations are going to come into our life. But we can rejoice in knowing that we have the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to pray and ask God to take care of those things for us. You've probably heard this before, but uh, I heard someone say one time, he said, God will fight your battles if you let him. But he'll also let you fight your battles if you want to. I don't like fighting my own battles. I don't like fighting my own circumstances. You want to know why? Because I will never win. I will never win. 
and you will never win trying to do it yourself. God will fight the battles. God will help you through situations if we call upon him, if we ask him, if we rely upon him. Trust God to see you through situations. Trust God to help you. And he will and he can if you put your faith and trust in him. So with this, I'm going to be finished. Some of you right now are going through some tough stuff. I don't, I don't know who, I don't know what, but some of you right now are going, you can think of a problem, you can think of some situation right now that you're going through. There's a situation that's, that's happening, there's something going on that you, are, that you are going through. And the only one that has the power to do something about it is the Lord Jesus, God Almighty. The only one that can help you, who knows exactly where you are and what is happening in your life. The only one that can, that can change you. The only one that can see you through. The only one that can give you what you need to go through is the Lord Jesus Christ. He has the power to change your problems. He can fix everything in your life. He can fix every, everything that's going on in our life. But we have to understand and we have to get this. We have to wrap our minds around this. God can fix everything, you know, real quick. Then why doesn't he do it? And here's what I want you to get. And I didn't talk about this story a whole lot, but Job, everything's going wrong, and you guys know this story. Everything happens to Job. Everything bad is going on. Loses his his family, loses all of his stuff, loses his house, loses all of his kids. All these bad things go on. All these things happen in his life. He's praising God. Goes through. He looked beyond his problems and wanted to see what God was trying to teach him. Wanted to see what God was trying to show him. So why doesn't God always fix our problems right when we need him? Because God has a greater purpose for your life. God has a greater purpose for your life, and he's trying to help you. He's trying to teach you. He's trying to show you. So today, tonight, we start a new week. Tomorrow's Monday. That's a big problem in everybody's life, right? Tomorrow's Monday. Nobody likes Mondays. As you go tomorrow, you might have a problem happen right before you get to work. Might be Tuesday, might be Wednesday, might be Thursday, whatever day it might be. Something's going to happen, and you're going to have you're going to have two choices. You're going to have two options: what to choose. I'm going to handle it myself. I'm going to give it to God. I'm going to I'm going to pitch a fit about why all this stuff is going wrong. God forbid one of your tires blow in the morning. And you're going to sit there and think, why is this happening to me? Why is this going on? I know it may sound silly, but I try to go through each time and each situation in my life, things that happen, and think, wonder why God is trying to do this right now. Wonder why this is going on. My mom always told me growing up, she said, listen, something happens, we get hit. I used to hate getting stopped at red lights when I first started driving. I would punch the gas and try to get through those things quicker, you know, as soon as I could. I hated that. My mom would always get mad at me. She said, God could be trying to save you from a wreck one day. Said, you're going going to leave his guardian angel back at the red light. And I thought about this, and that God always has a God of purpose and a reason for why he does things. We don't understand. Our minds are finite. We don't understand why God does what he does, and we never will. If you try to figure it out, let me know what it is, but you're never going to do it. But anyway, we go through and, and, and wonder why all these things happen. What are you going to place your trust in? Who are you placing your trust in? What are you placing your trust in right now? And if the answer is not God for all of those things, then you need, to, you need to give yourself to him. Situations that come into life, you have to allow God to work and God to use those things and understand that God is not caught off guard, that God is not, uh, you know, 
looking and thinking, oh man, I didn't know that was going to happen. There's a purpose, there's a plan for each and everything that comes in your life. So we have to rejoice. We have to pray. We have to trust. Who are you trusting in? Who are you believing in? Who are you giving all your problems over to? Believe that God is more than capable of helping you through each and everything.